It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, it's a Locked On Women's Basketball Wizards collaboration. That's right. We've got Erica Ayala, one of the hosts of Locked On Women's Basketball on the show. And with the WNBA playoffs in the semifinals with incredible matchups, we've got to get into the Storm, Lynx, Aces, Sun, and the WNBA semifinals here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Well, joining me for this edition of Locked on Wizards, we've got Erica L. Ayala, freelance multimedia sports journalist. She also is the host of Founding for Podcast, co-host of Locked on Women's Basketball, and the creator of Social Justice and Women's Sports on YouTube. Erica, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Renee. I am happy to have you here and excited to get into all that's been going on around the WNBA. This is a nice Locked On collaboration as you're also dropping a Locked On Women's Basketball edition today. We will also be dropping Locked On Wizards talking about the WNBA. I've been heavily talking about the NBA playoffs and also what's going on in the WNBA and I'm excited to have you here because, wow, it's been very exciting. A lot of surprises and I want to get your initial talks thoughts on the fact that as we're preparing for Thursday's games, looking at Minnesota versus Seattle, Las Vegas versus the Sun, were you expecting that these would be the teams that we'd be watching in the playoffs at this point of the season? Um, I, I think so. Certainly the, the top two teams, which are the Las Vegas Aces, they got the one seed overall after the regular season and the Seattle Storm. Coming in, those were the two teams most everyone was talking about. With Connecticut, they are a seven seed that are still in the semifinals. But I think if you 
put aside their 0-5 start. Uh, that was um, not anticipated at all for Connecticut. But if you look at the breadth of the work that the Connecticut Sun and, and Kurt Miller have done over the last few seasons, it's not surprising to see them claw their way and to, to really now make a, a series interesting between Las Vegas. I think if I had to, to pick one team, I think Minnesota, to be honest, is a, a little bit ahead of schedule. They have a great roster, but they're very young. And as I actually wrote about uh, this week, Crystal Dangerfield is their starting point guard. And I think she's coming up a little bit more uh, premature, I should say, than what uh, Cheryl Reeve, who's the general manager and head coach, had anticipated. She drafted Crystal in the second round and has really had to rely on Crystal because of different opt-outs and, and injuries that the, the Lynx have had this season. Yeah, that's, that's a great point that you bring up. I mean, looking across these four teams, I think one of the most exciting parts about the WNBA season, aside from the amount of players that opted out, which changed the landscape of the league in itself, as well as injuries, was the fact that there were so many different teams that you knew could be in this situation in the semifinals. You know, Connecticut coming off of being the 2019 finalists, losing to the Mystics in the championship, Seattle, the Seattle Storm getting back Brianna Stewart, um, the Las Vegas Aces continuing to be the Las Vegas Aces. You knew that there was there were a wide variety of teams that could potentially be competing for a championship. It wasn't as, as, you know, straight and narrow as being able to pick one or two that were a favorite. And that's what's made the season so exciting. You look at a team like the sun who had an zero and five start and everyone's saying, well, without John Cole Jones, it's a whole different team. They're going to struggle. And here we are now in the semifinals and they're right there. And as you mentioned, they've had, had the foundation that allows them to overcome that rough start they had in the regular season to still be a team that's fighting for a championship in it for another year. And I think that I'm just, I've been enjoying the way that the WNBA has been in, increasing and improving that now not only are more people watching, but the games themselves are, are just so incredible, you know, and it always has been, I grew up watching the WNBA, but it seems like for, the league has taken a turn and, and turned a corner in terms of just the, the overall, as you mentioned, a team like the Lynx, and having Crystal Dangerfield, who is who's surprising. It's just so many storylines. It's fun to be able to watch happen. But I want to get into the specific breakdowns of what happened in our Tuesday night games. I know you and I were sitting anxiously waiting to see how the games played out, to see who was going to end up um, winning so we can have this chance to talk for the show on Thursday. Let's start with the Storm Lynx game. One for the books as the Seattle Storm win that 1-0 with Alicia Clark's put back at the buzzer. Another buzzer beater game winner, which we always love. It always keeps you like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember actually when, when the Mystics got knocked out against Phoenix and I was watching that buzzer beater by Shay Petty that I was literally like, my heart, I, don't, I was like at a loss for words. I love buzzer beaters, just hopefully on the right side of them for my teams. But let's break down this game specifically. The Storm this by two. Alicia Clark's put back as the game winner. You know, this playoff game actually was not played originally when it was supposed to be. But it did not have any less drama, excitement, talent, down-to-the-wire playoff feel. What were your overall takeaways from this series as a whole as we have a, had a chance to see one game get played? Well, first you mentioned it there, Renee, that this 
game was postponed because there were three Seattle Storm players that had inconclusive COVID tests. So in the, the bubble or the wobble, as it's known, testing happens every day since we're still dealing with a worldwide pandemic here. And so the protocol is when there is a um, inconclusive test that those players, in this case, multiple players, uh, are quarantined and um, have to yield a negative test before they can return to basketball activity. So that was definitely a little bit of drama. Uh, we found out uh, it was a 7 p.m. No, excuse me, 9 p.m. tip off, I believe, for this one. This was the later game. Mm-hmm. I think around 6 p.m. we got confirmation that the third player, the names were not disclosed, but the third player got a negative test and was cleared to play. So that's drama in and of itself. And to your point, um, you know, the, the testing went down to the wire and so did this game. <laughs> when you look at the breakdown, Minnesota really hung in with Seattle. Um, you know, the, the quarters were, were pretty even. Seattle more or less won out every quarter except for the fourth quarter. So that's when Minnesota was really able to turn things on. Big shout out to Nafisa Collier, the mm-hmm. former, I, I should say 2019, I guess, uh, rookie of the year. She was putting on a, you know, it was a block party where she had the defensive assignment of Brianna Stewart and really was able to um, put up some great numbers defensively, six block shots altogether, 25 points. So things really went through Nafisa. Now, what didn't happen is that Crystal Dangerfield did not get engaged. She is the, the reigning rookie of the year, the 2020 rookie of the year, just four points. Um, she was able to facilitate the basketball a little bit more, six assists, but that's something that moving forward, Minnesota is really going to have to step up. But you mentioned Clark. My goodness, uh, you know, a former uh, defensive player of the year. Many consider her in, in conversation uh, this season for that award as well. Excuse me. Um, but 12 points, including the, the, the two buckets or the two points in that bucket, as you mentioned, the buzzer beater. But, um, you know, another, another player that really played well and led um, – all storm players and scoring was jewel lloyd and this is a name that when it came to seattle you were very curious how much of the 2018 team which included Mm -hmm. stewie which included uh sue bird and how much of the players that kind of had to carry 2019 such as a jordan canada and for sure a jewel lloyd how would they mesh together and I think in some ways we're still figuring that out but uh, Jewel Lloyd has been so clutch for Seattle and she didn't get the game winner this time but she definitely had some in the regular season and again put up a 25 spot to give uh, Seattle the win. Yeah, and plenty of excitement, as you mentioned, a lot to watch there as this series, you know, continues to unfold. But looking for Minnesota, Sylvia Fowles continues to be injury plagued, was unable to play in game one. And without her, the Minnesota continues, as we saw them do through the regular season, continues to have pieces that are able to step up, as you mentioned, that youth in players like Crystal and Nafisa that are able to come right in and, and take over now, as you mentioned with Crystal Dangerfield, definitely a tough tough game for her but you kind of expect that at times especially for a rookie although at this point in your season you're not really a rookie anymore but um when you have a young group I think the hardest part when it comes to playoff times you you really don't know what to expect because it's such a different 
different playing, different platform, different level of play. And so for Minnesota and playing against a team that, as you mentioned, in Seattle, they've got a variety of different pieces there between the team last year that was able to be a top team without having someone like Brandon Stewart to the team that won the championship a couple years back that they've been in the, at this stage before. And so you're seeing like a great clash of um, different, you know, more veterans, more seasoned players with a younger up and coming Minnesota team that, as you mentioned, many may have not expected to be this good this quickly. And it's fun to watch, but I'm interested to know your thoughts on this series and predictions moving forward for these two. What do you expect in the Thursday night game? Sure. I, I really think we can, we can go four games in this series. If, if game one was at any, in any way indicative, um, I think though for that to happen, Minnesota is going to have to take game two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do think that ultimately Seattle will find a way to, if you will, weather the storm. Um, that is the Minnesota Lynx. I, I do have them advancing, um, you know, I, I think we've had so many injuries. You mentioned Sylvia Fowles, and I, I shudder to think of any more. Alyssa Thomas, I'm sure we'll talk about soon, also went down. Um, so barring any injuries, uh, I do see Seattle uh, advancing. But I do think that Minnesota will be more competitive than most people assumed they would coming into a best-of-five series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I, when we get to the playoffs, we want to see great basketball. We want to see down-to-the-wire finishes, buzzer beaters, be exciting. As long as, for me, and my thing is I never want to see blowouts, and I never want to see one-sided series. It's mm. always fun when you see these players leaving it all on the floor and having a chance to, you know, compete all the way through the end and not knowing that it's out of reach so quickly. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree, and I, I you know, again, love the clash of these two teams. But as you mentioned with Alyssa Thomas, I do want to get into the Suns Aces series as well. So coming up, we continue getting into the WNBA playoffs as we now look at the other series, the Las Vegas Aces versus the Connecticut Sun. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts, customers, online for 20 years and you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and they have everything guys everything from edging control modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpet so whether it's for your classic or daily driver or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer you can get all the parts you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door i don't know what gets much better than that delivered to your door sign me up well the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle choose the best brands and prices you prefer so best of all prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts i don't think it makes sense i'm a bargain shopper i'm all for saving you should be too so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we here at locked on wizard sent you again it's amazingly low prices a great selection and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com go check it out this is jake from locked on locked on has teamed up with state farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in nba history After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. 
but there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Erica L. Ayala, host of the Locked On Women's Basketball Show, host of Founding Four podcast, and creator of social justice and women's sports on YouTube, as she is a freelance multimedia sports journalist here on Locked On Wizards today, as we've been getting into the WNBA playoffs. We had a chance to look at the Seattle Storm Minnesota Lynx series and break down what has been happening so far in game one and all the excitement around the buzzer beater game-winning basket there by Aisha Clark. Well, now let's switch over to the other series. The Las Vegas Aces, led by Asia Wilson, taking on the 2019 finalist in the Connecticut Sun. That series is all tied up at one heading into Thursday's games. So, Erica, I definitely want to get your thoughts on this matchup. Whew. So we've got an, another another one here that is just has just been exciting to watch looking at these two teams now all tied up as we're heading into Thursday's games. As you mentioned, the Suns not only drop game two, but also drop and lose Alyssa Thomas. Injuries, 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 something that I've always been nervous and apprehensive about. It happens all the time, don't get me wrong, but I feel like around COVID and mm. all that it's changed in the way that sports have returned has heightened and increased the odds of injury. Looking across sports from the NFL, which had a number of players get injured this past weekend, to the WNBA, which we're seeing players over the last week in itself that are unable to play or getting injured in the game. It is something that I always hate to see happen because you want to see teams be able to compete at 100% without having to worry about, you know, replacing key pieces. But Alyssa Thomas goes down and thoughts on this game as a whole and now moving forward after that painful image of Alyssa Thomas on the floor, what the Suns are going to have to do to win this one. We'll start with them specifically. So the Sun, actually, they maintained their, as we say in hockey, their level of compete, <laughs> even when Alyssa Thomas went out, which I think most people, myself included, were expecting them to kind of feel that loss a little bit um, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they didn't even relinquish a lead until later um, in the game. And, you know, Asia Wilson just kind of went off. But um, I think we saw a great game from Dewana Bonner, mm -hmm. who's going to need to step up big in this series. Uh, Brianne January had a, a 20 point game there. And, um, you know, someone that's playing with a dislocated finger just kind of, you know, has, has again, that compete level, just wanting to impact the game. And Brianne January has, has done that. I think for Connecticut, what 
we'll need to see is, um, and I, I saw some reporters, shout out to Alexa Philippou, who, who covers the Connecticut Sun for the Hartford Current, um, tweeting out that Kurt Miller, they're expecting MRI results back from Alyssa Thomas, but they're kind of game planning as though they're not going to have her, which I think makes the most sense. Alyssa Thomas, AT as she's known, was able to come back to the bench after getting an evaluation. So that in and of itself is good um, for morale, I'm sure. Um, I think Connecticut they just need to clean up a few things. We saw that they can compete with Las Vegas. They, you know, really mopped the floor with Las Vegas in game one. But as Vegas said today in their media availability, that's Vegas is letting that game go. Uh, they have to, and th there's no um, reason in Las Vegas's mind uh, that they're going to have another game like that. So what that means is that Connecticut is going to have to look at things, especially turnovers. I mean, they had 17 turnovers in this game, and, and that's something that they're going to have to clean up because, again, they already know now that they can compete with Vegas uh, at full strength. They can even, you know, uh, really compete with Vegas and, and you know, uh, run up the score on Vegas while also defensively keeping them in check. So those are all great positives. So even though Connecticut lost the game, I think there, there are a lot of things that they can work with from game two. Yeah. Yeah. And as you mentioned, I know, you know, talking around what they can take from this game, it's not something that, in my opinion, was aside from losing Alyssa Thomas, it's not something that was, you know, a major fix. And head coach, you know, after the after the game, something that definitely stood out to me was head coach Kurt talking about, you know, well, we just got to tighten up the fourth quarter. And you look mm -hmm. at that fourth quarter performance and, you know, the the way that they, as you talk about between turnovers as well as um, just offensively struggling, what Kurt Miller is saying there is, is spot on. And that's usually the difference. It's It's the little details that end up costing you a game and when you have a player like Asia Wilson on the other side of the floor you've got to make sure that you are you know on both ends continuously playing at a high level and for the aces to continue to to take this series and go up 2-1 over the sun what do you think they're going to have to take moving from these first two games to de to develop and be better at to be able to take over this series and, and take the 2-1 lead well, first things first, and even before she was MVP, uh, bad boy Bill Ambeer has been saying it, and that is that the Las Vegas Aces go as Asia Wilson goes, Bingo. period, point blank. Um, now, Asia has the hardware to prove it as she was voted MVP of the 2020 season. And I mean, if we look at this stat line, almost a 30 piece, 29 points, seven block shots. Uh, I mean, again, Asia was clutch for the Las Vegas Aces in the fourth quarter in particular. Even in the game that they lost in game one, Asia was the consistent piece and element. Now, Asia going off uh, and, and taking over a game is what the Aces are going to need. But what you also need are players like Angel McCautry, uh, Kayla McBride, really want to see Kayla McBride get hot, especially from distance, because the Aces are not a team that shoots a lot of three-pointers, but hey, they certainly don't hurt <laughs> if you make them, I should say. Yes, uh, yes. Because you can take them, talk about the New York Liberty, but if you're not making them, uh, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother <laughs> podcast segment. But anyway, um, what I want to see is, is uh, you know, the second wave of attack really get into rhythm. Uh, again, aces go as Asia Wilson goes. They're going to have to feed 
her offensively, and she's already proven defensively that she can impact the game. Now I want to see, uh, you know, the the auxiliary players uh, again that I mentioned, a McBride, even even someone like Sugar Rogers. I'd like to see activate a little bit more, uh, so that there's just so much firepower offensively that you have Connecticut thinking every single possession. Okay, we know it's probably going to go through Asia, but who else do we have to make sure, uh, you know, that that we are covering so they don't hurt us from deep? And right now, that's not really something that I think Connecticut has to game plan for. But if the aces get hot from beyond the arc, that could be a real problem for Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we've seen this series so far really be like, you know, a, a matter of whichever team is, is, is shooting hot for that day. So, you know, game one, you've got Jasmine Thomas and her 31 points. You've got Dewana Bonner, who even though it struggled from the field for Connecticut, but they still found a way to score the team as a whole shot 50% from the field and just completely held the aces offense to, you know, a very low percentage in terms of like under 40% shooting from the field. Mm-hmm. And then the second game, it turns. It's Asia Wilson, who's now the one leading things and running the running and controlling the tempo. And now the aces are the ones that were in control. So I think game three is really going to be a tale of which team are we going to see? Because we've seen in, in each of these wins for these teams, just kind of a matter of finding momentum, setting the pace, and then continuing to build off that to, to win. Whereas it's going to need to be now, as you're clo- looking to close out a series, a matter of being able to perform and consistently perform on both ends of the floor for the rest of the series. So coming up, we continue talking WNBA playoffs in our Locked On collaboration here with Erica L. Ayala. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
Erica L. Ayala, freelance multimedia sports journalist and host of Locked On Women's Basketball here on Locked On Wizards. Joining me, host Renee Washington, as we've been talking about the WNBA playoffs. Now, we've had a chance to break down the games and all the excitement from Tuesday night's action as the Las Vegas Aces tied up the series 1-1 with the Connecticut Sun and the Seattle Storm took the 1-0 lead in their series over the Minnesota Lynx. As we prepare for game two for the Storm and Lynx and game three for the Aces and Sun, Erica, I definitely want to get your predictions on both of these series. We're going to start back with the Storm and the Lynx. Looking at the Seattle-Minnesota matchup, I know I asked you a little bit before, you said four games. What are, what, what are you thinking this series goes to and who wins it? So I'm going to stick with my four games. Um, and because I, I think it's going to go four games and because I really do think that if it's going to go four games, Minnesota has to win game two. I'm going to give you Minnesota takes uh, the game two. Okay. Um, but I'm going to go with Seattle uh, for the series win in four. Mm, okay. Okay. That's, that's a pretty good, that's a convincing series right there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Uh again, Minnesota I think is arriving a little bit um earlier than scheduled, which makes them I mean just so exciting and they have some uh role players that that are doing really great things and have become integral honestly to how they play, that being Demiris Dantes, uh Bridget Carlton, and of course Crystal Dangerfield. We already saw what Nafisa can do. Nafisa has said that she has MVP aspirations. So uh, now put that to the test. Um, and Seattle is definitely a test. But ultimately, I think that Seattle will find a way. Yeah, I, I do agree with you that I think Seattle might be just a little bit more seasoned and experienced for this. I love a good underdog. But I think that for Minnesota, as you mentioned, with such a, such a young group of growing, rising talent that has already put their name on the map, that this is going to be, no matter what, bigger picture, a great opportunity for them. You're playing against a champion. Uh, you're playing against a, a top team in the league that has some of the best to come through the game and the, some of the best in the league right now. And now to be able to have this opportunity, even if they do take their lumps and lose a series 3-1, that I guarantee you a year from now we're having a different conversation around the links. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, things can always change. We don't know injuries, trades, whatever else. Let me not even just jump the gun too much. But <laughs> if everything were to stay the same, we're having a different conversation. So this series could be over before the end of the month. And looking on the other side, the Aces, the Sun. Who do you think wins this one? And how many games is it going to take to finish off the series? All right. So this one's going five because these two teams, although they are on drastically different ends of the eight team uh, playoff field, they're pretty well matched for a five game series Um, and add the drama, if you will, that both of these teams tasted advancement against the Washington Mystics to only fall in five games in dramatic fashion to Washington. So both teams are hungry. You know, the the Las Vegas Aces, they lose out in the semifinal against Washington. And then in the final, which really boiled down to the last five minutes of game five, it was just a little bit too much 
for Connecticut to overcome Washington that is. And so I think that both teams are really being fueled, especially obviously the players that went through those series last year, being fueled by this. And both teams have added some veteran pieces. I, I mean, Angel McCautry <laughs> is on the Las Vegas Aces. It doesn't get much more clutch than <laughs> McCautry. And then you have, I mentioned Brian January, of course, Dewana Bonner coming to Connecticut. So both teams elevated. Veteran leadership and experience is so important in the WNBA arguably mm-hmm. across sports, but we really see just because of how, how evenly contested these teams tend to be, that if you have just a few more veterans, that can really push a team ahead, knowing what to do when you're out of timeouts, you know, mm-hmm. ticks or seconds are coming off the clock and, and just how to position yourself, knowing your shot, knowing how people defend, all of that is so important. And that only comes with experience. And so I think it's going to go five. Um, I picked Vegas and Seattle to advance. So I'm, I'm going to stick with that as of now. What I will say is if we're going to get an upset, I think it comes from this series. Connecticut absolutely has the potential, uh, you know, and even calling it an upset almost feels like, you know, they have this whole disrespect yeah. thing happening. I don't want to show up in, in Connecticut's tweet tweets. Like I don't, yeah. I don't need that. I don't need that heat. So I'm telling you right now, like put some respect on Connecticut, but um, you know, I, I do think they could take this series, but right now I'm still going to give the edge to the Las Vegas aces. Yeah. Upset makes you feel like it's an underdog or a team that didn't have a chance of mm-hmm. winning. And although they may be the seven seed, uh, nobody ever looks at them and has not looked at them as a seven seed. But I like your point actually about last year's playoffs. And this is a, a different concept of your enemy and my enemy makes us, in this case, still enemies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for the fact that these teams both got so close, it's something about losing when you go the distance mm. and having, I mean, a five game series, game five is any, it, at that point, it's anybody's series. And to go the distance and lose, especially in the finals, and even for the Aces, again, as you mentioned, in the semifinals, but definitely in the finals, to have the the trophy, to have the hardware so close, (laughs) and now watching another team celebrate when you are just minutes away from it being yours, that's something that you don't don't forget. It's one thing to be knocked out early in the playoffs or to be knocked out in like a 3-1 series where it's, you know, it's very um, much – you know, at, 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 at that point, when you're going into game four, it's still a, possible, but it's the tall task. Mm-hmm. But when you're in game five and it's tied up 2-2 mm-hmm. and the clock's winding down and you are right there and you know the, the confetti's falling for someone tonight, that is, yeah, something that I think fuels you like no other. So I love that comparison because I think both of these teams are having a different type of motivation And um, it comes down to the fact that they both were so close and the Mystics knocked them both off, both Mm -hmm. off, excuse me. Wow. So you've got a potential, well, we don't know who's coming out of the Aces Sun series, but the Storm versus the Aces. And do you have a favorite to win that you're convinced on as of now? Uh, You know what? I honestly don't. (laughs) (laughs) Even if, even if it ends up, yeah, even if it ends up being uh, Connecticut, I I think that's going to be the final this year is, is going to be exciting. Um, Unfortunately, you really do have to just think about how the pace of injury has been in this wobble season. I mean, you know, you hold your breath every time someone winces on the court, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, 
unfortunately, we really do have to, to factor that in as a potential um, shift in, in what we expect to see. But Las Vegas versus Seattle, Vegas won out the last contest that these two had in order to win that, that number one seed. Um, you know, Stewie and, and Bird did not, uh, Sue Bird did not play in that game. So mm-hmm. if we get them in the final, everyone's rested, healthy, have survived the semis. Ooh, it's, it's anyone's game, but I think we, either way, um, we're going five. Yes. Yes. And the great thing is there are so many unfolding storylines, players to watch, players stepping up that it just makes it so exciting to not have a definite favorite. And I think that's something that makes it even more um, of like an on your edge of your seat, nail biting type feel because anything is possible and you're not going, you know, we don't, we can't confidently sit here on this Thursday leading into Thursday night's games and say, Oh, you know, the storm are going to win it all. Nah, we don't really know. It could be anybody. And I love that. So thank you so much for joining us as we prepare for Thursday's games. Where can our listeners follow you to keep up with all you've got going on, all your content and coverage that you're doing across sports and social justice. Of course. Well, first, thank you so much again, Renee, for having me. And I would encourage everyone to listen to Locked On Women's Basketball, of course. Uh, I am the host of the Tuesday Thursday show. And on Thursdays, usually we are talking social justice in women's basketball. So for right now, that means the WNBA. And as far as me, you can definitely follow me. I'm, I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram, and both handles are the same. That's E Lindsay 08. So E L I N D S A Y 08. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'm excited to have you on our Friday show as we get into social justice, especially with the news that just broke out Wednesday around Brianna Taylor. So thank you so much for joining us here. And I'm excited to have you back on. Sounds good. Thank you again, Erica, for joining us here on Locked on Wizards. And thank you all for tuning in to our Thursday edition of the show as we have our Wizards WNBA collaboration talking around the playoffs. Well, we've got Erica Elayala back on the show again tomorrow as we close up the week to talk about social justice and what the WNBA and all sports have been doing to help continue to push the conversation. It's another heavy conversation for you guys, but I know that you're going to enjoy it as we talk around a much-needed discussion on what's going on in society and how sports specifically the women in the wobble are continuing to push that conversation so erica thank you for joining us and for all of you listening hit that subscribe button so you can catch up with all that we've got going on each and every day here on locked on wizards for a new edition of the show i'm your host renee washington i'm excited to have you back tomorrow for more discussions around sports all that here on locked on wizards Have a good one, guys. I'll see you on Friday. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 